speed. Building a business is all about speed of implementation and speed of delivery. Thank you, Amazon Prime, for that. Whenever you have a solid idea for your business or for a new product, the key to success is how fast you can deliver that. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how I built my third business from scratch, from buying the domain to making money, making profit in just 45 days. Hi, I'm Mallory Wells. I didn't quit a six-figure job to start my business, and I didn't grow up thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. In 2014, I was fired from my job by a guy who used to be my friend for taking a personal phone call while using a company phone, and I started my business that day. If you're looking for a podcast to help you learn business basics, or maybe you're looking for some of the more advanced things you could apply to your business, this is the podcast for you, and I will help you however I can. Welcome to the Ellery Wells Show. Welcome back. So if you want the notes, there are lots of links. This is this is one heck of a podcast episode, I'm telling you. You can go to elleriewells.com slash scratch to profit. All letters, no numbers, just scratch to profit. And you can find all of the links, all of the notes. There's a, there's a lot of both. Uh, and you can find it all right there. Because in the fall of 2019, my wife Ashley and I were in Minnesota. And we'd been traveling the country for almost nine months. And we were now freezing our butts off in the land of 10,000 lakes. Which, by the way, a Minnesota lake is like a Texas puddle. Just fun fact for you. Anyway, one afternoon, I was enjoying a rare warm day outside. It was probably in the 30s instead of the 20s, so it was practically a heat wave. And I was working with one of my mastermind groups, and I mentioned that I wanted to take my website building expertise and somehow apply it to the cigar industry. And now, if you're not into cigars, if you think cigars are terrible, if you, I'm not going to sell you on cigars, we're not going to talk about anything like that, but... I think there are some really valuable business lessons that I would love to teach you today. And if you like this and want more of my time and attention and you're looking for a mastermind group or some type of coaching or consulting, you know, we don't have to talk about cigars regardless of our opinions on them. We can just talk about how I have have grown this business to making money within 45 days. So let's first talk about what the opportunity was. So one of my friends mentioned that the Where to Smoke app by Cigar Aficionado, along with several other cigar-related apps, had been banned from the Apple App Store. Apparently, you can charge kids or the parents' credit cards, you know, thousands of dollars from microtransactions, but all-natural cigars were not okay. My other friends quickly chimed in, and they're like, yeah, I've heard about that. So the opportunity had presented itself, and the idea began to form. So I started to do some research. I went to Google to do a little bit of digging, and I started trying to figure out if there was an online directory or some online source I could use to find cigar lounges. While there were a couple, none of them looked good, and none of them looked to be modern or updated in the last little while. So I started looking on Google Maps. I searched for cigars, cigar lounges, cigar shops, and other keywords to see what kind of results I would get. And again, we're not I'm not convincing you cigars are good or bad today. I'm just telling you some of the research that I had done. And after doing those searches, I was not really impressed. 
If you try to find places that sell premium hand-rolled cigars on Google Maps, you'll get results that show CBD dispensaries, gas stations that sell crappy, cheap cigars, hookah bars, and all kinds of stuff. And cigarettes and, and, and cigars are nothing like that. And finding luxury cigar lounges was not very easy. And I trust me, I tried. So in today's podcast, I want to share with you eight categories of activities, eight sort of groups of tasks that I took to build what is now CigarScore.com. You can go there if you want to. You don't have to to get all of the lessons from today. But in the last year, and it actually hasn't even been a year yet. It's been like 10 months, 10 and a half months, I would say. It was December 12th that I bought the domain. So in the last 10 and a half months, Cigar Score has grown to become the largest online directory of cigar lounges in the entire world. It is visited by thousands of people every single month. It has generated revenue for me. It has its own email list, and CigarScore.com was built by following the eight-week plan I outlined in my book, Exit Strategy, that I wrote and uh, published anyway in 2016. I wrote it in 2015 and 2016, published it in 2016. So do you mind if I share with you the steps that I took to grow my third business from scratch to profit in 45 days. If that's cool with you, I'm going to assume it is because you're still listening. Let's move forward. So what is this exit strategy plan that comes out of the book that allowed me to make money from nothing in uh, <laughs> no, no physical products anyway uh, for 45 days? So if you haven't read Exit Strategy, again, if you go to lraywells.com slash scratch to profit, you can find links to it and all that kind of stuff. But you can grab it on Amazon and I also have a link where you can get the book for free. But to give you an idea of what the readers of the book already know, here is the rough outline of these eight weeks that you can find in part three of the book. And we're going to go through these just real quick because you're going to see how my actions for Cigar Score somewhat parallel and go into much more detail of these eight weeks. And actually, eight weeks is 56 days. I made my first revenue in 45 days. So it's just a case in point that it works. So week one, you got to lay the groundwork for your business. So you start with your business name, then buy the domain and register for a hosting account, create your social media accounts and set up your analytics and tracking pixels. And then you write your mission statement. In week two, you outline the plan that you're going to follow. You should begin by identifying who your ideal customer avatar is, outline future content marketing goals, and email your friends and family about your new project and set up a way to collect email addresses. That's a big one. And again, if you need resources to help you with any of that, all of that is at elrywells.com slash scratch to profit. In week three, and it's not until week three that you start working on your logos, SEO, and your WordPress plugins and all that kind of stuff that comes after you have laid the groundwork. But it's in week three that you create the logo, you identify your search keywords and key phrases, you install the WordPress plugins. You don't have to use all the ones that I use, but I, I they're not all, all the ones that I use are not premium. I use a lot of free ones as well, and you can find those at ellerywells.com. But it's in week three that you start doing all of that and installing some of the, the other software that will add capabilities and new features to your website. In week four, you create content, the best way to build a business and a brand in 2019 and beyond 
regardless of how far in the future you are listening to this, is through content marketing. You got to create content that you outlined and planned in week two, and then just keep creating, keep following that plan. In week five, I call it connecting with allies and your future partners. Your business will not grow in a bubble. So it is essential to identify strategic connections and start reaching out. You're going to do that in week five, week six, start building your authority. You need to research your industry. You need to study your competition. Anybody can be an amateur, but people want to do business with professionals. Number seven, understand your numbers. Leverage the analytics and tracking data that you set up in week one. That's why we call it the groundwork. So you can get it done early and seven weeks later you can pull up all that data and look at it because you need to understand your customers and your users and you need to talk to people and ask them what they need and then in week eight we talk about marketing and mindshare and this is where most sales training and most sales people just kind of space out they think this is the dumbest thing but it is the most crucial thing and that's mind share after you've built according to your predetermined plan that we outlined before now it's time to think about how you can get people thinking about you and your business and your products when you're not even talking or marketing to them that's mind share when people think about you you win and if you want more details about how this eight-week plan this eight-week exit strategy if you will can help you start build or grow your business be sure you go to elleriewells.com slash scratch to profit click on any of the links for exit strategy and you can grab the book and then if you want to work with me if you would like some one-on-one attention to help you move your business forward, email me or the links are also at elrewellscom slash scratch to profit. So now that you know what that eight week plan is, you again will be able to compare the actions that I took for cigarscore.com to what those, those eight weeks are and you can see how they work in a real world environment. Some books are a lot of theory, a lot of fluff, a lot of plans that don't necessarily work whenever you hit the ground. So this is how you can see how the actions I took go compared to what is in a book. Okay. So here is how these, here are the eight things, the eight groups of tactics and strategies that I put in place to grow cigar score from scratch without a domain, without anything to profit in 45 days. Number one, you got to put in the work. And I'm sorry, there is no shortcut. Uh, I wish there was, but you would be surprised. I think we would all be pretty surprised by how much we can get done if we stop searching for shortcuts and we just put in the work. We we took all that time and effort and energy away from looking for a shortcut and we put it into actually doing the work. That's the mic drop moment. Like, holy crap, how much time? Think about yourself, and I'm not judging you. I don't know exactly your situation right now, but just think about how much time you have spent looking for shortcuts, looking for the quick way, looking for ways around just doing the work. And I we're going to go into this. This is not a blame thing. This is not a one-way conversation. It just, I, I am amazed by my my capacity for shortcut searching. For the first few weeks after I realized that nobody had done what I wanted to do, I spent hours looking for shortcuts. Hours, 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 and hours. 
I searched for directories that I could use technology to scrape. That's a technical term. I looked for databases that already existed that I could borrow or buy. I invested a lot of time trying to figure out a way for me to not have to do the hard work myself. And I'm telling you, almost a month probably of off and on, like a lot in the first week. And then it slowed down when I started realizing that nobody had really done exactly what I wanted to do, but I'm with you. I have spent that time looking for shortcuts, and I think you and I both know, if we're honest with ourselves, the time spent looking for shortcuts is largely a waste of time. Am I right? And much to my chagrin, I could not find what I was looking for, and anyone who did have any sort of database couldn't be bothered to respond to my emails, and it was kind of annoying. And all of that was to try to find the shortcut, and seriously, it none existed, so I had to put in the work, and that's what I would encourage you to do as a side note, but here's how me putting in the work played out. Here, Here's what I ended up having to do. I started with cigar lounges I knew of or that I had visited personally. Since we had just spent six months in Cincinnati, the very first listing on CigarScore.com was Strauss Tobacconist in Cincy. Then I moved on to major cities around the country. Then I looked at Google Analytics to see where people were visiting the website from, and I found lounges in those cities next. So there was a logical plan, a logical path of how I started populating the database. Over the next several months, I personally, personally searched for and found almost 1,400 cigar lounges, humidors, and cigar-friendly bars and restaurants across the United States. Each listing had to be verified, and that time added up to over 75 hours, not not with breaks and sleep included, over 75 hours of hard work that I did not want to do in the first place. So you got about 1,400 listings, about three and a half minutes to verify each listing. Actually, that's over almost 82 hours of work. What's really interesting is that what came about as a result of me doing the work myself, had I been able to scrape a listing site or build off of an existing directory, not only would I have to go back and double check all of that information in any way and then have to go in and fill any gaps, but I would not be able to claim that all listings have been 100% human verified, which I can now. I also would be able to speak about the quality control of the site and what's on it and what's not on it with confidence because my hands, the hands right here, because my hands have literally touched every single listing on cigarscore.com, every single one. I have invaluable knowledge about the information that I now own. I created it. I called the internet. I searched the websites. And honestly, I was telling somebody, I think I was telling my wife just within the last couple of days that the database, the spreadsheet database for Cigar Score is probably one of the most valuable. It probably is clearly and by far the most valuable asset for that part of the business. Interesting. And I didn't want to do it. Had I found the shortcut that I had been looking for for weeks or months, my story might have been very different and I would not be able to make all of the claims that I now can make and more importantly, make with a clear conscience, knowing that I'm not fudging the truth, that I'm being completely honest. So put in the work. Number two, 
I did a lot of software testing. So through my coaching business, I've worked with lots of business owners and their software. Because of my web design and management company, I've gotten to work and build on websites for businesses in a wide variety of industries. However, none of that prepared me for building CigarScore.com. CigarScore uses software and connects with APIs that I previously hadn't even known existed. Instead of copying and pasting the Google Maps embed code for 1,400 listings, that would have been absolutely insane. The software that I bought taps into the Google Maps API to add a map to each listing, find someone's geolocation based on their computer or their phone or their tablet, and it helps me provide step-by-step navigation to every every listing on the website. In addition to Google's API, I had to find listing software that worked with WordPress. And after a few different test sites, yes, I built test sites and just scrapped them, deleted them. I put in a lot of work that no, uh, two or three people saw and gave me feedback on. But when you hear me talking about putting in the work, about just messing up and doing things badly at first, I did that. And I'm almost I'm not a software engineer by any means, but I'm I've built so many websites. I'm quite professional and good at it. And I was still doing things because it was new software in a way that did not turn out so well or it didn't live up to my standards. So when I say do things bad at first, that doesn't mean that it's actually bad. It just might not live up to your standards. And that's what happened with Cigar Score built uh, probably three or four, maybe six different versions of the website before the version that you see now uh, is available. But after testing several different sites and software, I finally settled on some software called WP GeoDirectory for my needs, and I bought their software. While GeoDirectory does have directory themes, I still chose to build CigarScore using the Focus Blog theme from Thrive Themes, and this allowed me to use WordPress software and a theme architecture with which I was already familiar. Just because you do something new, start a new business or build a new product, you don't have to just build from scratch every single time or go with completely new stuff that you're not familiar with. For the most part, I use software that I had already used on one of my websites or on a client site and just implemented all of the other new stuff that I hadn't used before. And if you do happen to check out cigarscore.com you and you're savvy and knowledgeable about all this stuff you will also recognize that i'm using thrive leads thrive clever widgets and thrive architect to build and design all of the pages that are on there and using that software saved me a lot of time and by using these plugins ones that i just mentioned and a few others i can really create tailored custom experiences for my users and a place where geo-targeted ads are a real thing for my advertisers and sponsors. So taking old technology or, or familiar technology, not old technology, but software that I was already familiar with and applying it in new ways. So the next thing that I did, step number three, if you will, is business owner outreach. After I'd built a proof of concept and had about 500 unique listings, I started reaching out to cigar business owners. Here's what I found. Number one, the cigar industry has been very slow to adopt the internet. Number two, 2% of cigar lounges use a free site from Google, which is not a pretty thing at all. Number three, 16% of all cigar lounges have no website at all. 
Number four, 66% of cigar lounges use the word cigar in their URL. Number five, less than one quarter, less than 25% of all lounges have an email address that the public can find, see, email their questions to which is ridiculous. So when trying to build an email list by emailing cigar lounge owners, I faced some pretty tough challenges. However, for the email addresses I did have, I sent cold emails, and I'll tell you what was in those here in just a second. But when 80 or sorry, 75% of all of your potential customers don't have an, a public email address building an email list. And again, I did not add these people to an autoresponder. I'll talk about this here in more detail in a second, but I emailed them individually. I actually used uh, Microsoft Word and Microsoft Outlook and used Mail Merge. I went against some of the best practices that I know, shut down my email server for a few hours. It was a headache. But I sent individual one-to-one emails, hundreds of them, typed them, custom tailored them, put the lounge owner name if I could find it, the lounge name, all of that without adding them against their will to an email list. Anyway, in this email, in this cold email, here's what I told the shop owners. A, who I was, B, what cigarscore.com was, and C, I invited them to check out their free listing. And yes, you heard that right. I created 1,400 listings absolutely for free. People could go to the site, find a lounge, get directions, and go there, and nobody would have to pay me a dime for that ability. So when you hear me talking about giving stuff away for free, putting in the work, and how I give 97, 98% of, of what I know away, this is what I'm talking about. And again, what I did not do was try to sell them anything or ask them to pay for something that I had already created for free. I didn't try some bait and switch tactic. I offered information and an invitation. I knew that the success of CigarScore.com followed a similar path of success to the one Facebook had early on. The key to success was users. The more people who use the platform, the more valuable and more successful it would become. My goal early on, and still is today for the most part, was to get, actually not for the most part, for 100%, is to get as many people using a free platform as possible. So to get users, I started with the owners. I sent out hundreds of cold emails to every email address that I could find. And for the lounges with Facebook pages, I sent an individual message telling them that I had created a new listing for them, also with an invitation to check out that listing. And yes, the email and the Facebook messages were similar. They're mostly the same, but they weren't identical. And no, not every message got a response. Not everybody responded when I emailed them. Not everybody responded when I sent them a message on their Facebook page. So step number four, task group number four, I should say, is my social media strategy. The number one problem most small businesses face is obscurity. Nobody knows they exist. And this is a message that I have been preaching for years. So I'll say it one more time. The number one problem that most small businesses face is obscurity. Nobody knows 
they exist. They don't know that you're there. They don't know what you do. They don't know how to get to you. They don't know how to find you. They don't know you exist. Most businesses have at least decent products, but they don't sell them because nobody knows that they're available to buy. One key thing that I have been teaching my coaching and consulting clients over the last several years is the importance of brand recognition. People need to know who you are before they can buy from you. And since Cigar Score was a completely new brand in the marketplace, it was an unknown brand as well. I didn't buy Cigar Score from someone else. I created it and I built it from scratch, so I couldn't leverage what a previous owner had built for me. Additionally, Scar Score had no social presence and therefore no followers. To overcome this challenge and to beat back the obstacle of obscurity, I took a four-pronged approach. Can I tell you what those four prongs are? Again, I assume the answer is yes. First, I created profiles for Cigar Score on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find each of the profiles on those platforms by using at Cigar Score or clicking the links on CigarScore.com for that matter or here on ElleryWells.com slash scratch to profit. The second thing that I did on Facebook, I liked, I click the like button for the pages for almost every cigar lounge that I could find. After messaging their page from my personal profile, not from another business, but from my personal profile, I'd also like the business page. By doing that, I gave myself the ability to just remember if I had messaged them or not. It gave the business an additional like, which businesses like likes on their page, and it also meant that the message that I just sent them was coming from someone who had liked their page, which I don't know if it did, but I hoped that would increase the likelihood that my message would be seen and it wouldn't get filtered out. Again, that's because I liked their page, so I thought maybe it would get past some sort of algorithm or digital gatekeeper. The third thing that I did after creating a profile for Cigar Score on Instagram, I started following cigar-related profiles and the profiles for the lounges on my growing list in my database. When you follow someone on Instagram, that person gets notified and then they have an opportunity to follow you back. Finally, I started a spreadsheet because that's what I do. And all of the cigar-related hashtags being used on Instagram went into that spreadsheet. I came up with four hashtags that I wanted to use with every post, and that was hashtag cigar, hashtag cigars, hashtag cigar score, and hashtag where to smoke. And I added, uh, along with those four, a list of 88. It's now actually uh, about 95, maybe close to 100 other hashtags of varying popularity, and that's the key there, from several million posts to just a few hundred, or actually a few thousand, a little bit of both, and everything in between. And I began using a random selection of these 88 plus hashtags, along with my standard four on every image that I posted on Instagram. And as of right now, I have less than 300 followers, but... That's not bad for a new brand and without showing any girls in bikinis to promote that brand. And if you've spent any time trying to build a brand on Facebook, 
or Instagram rather, uh, you've probably seen a lot of girls in bikinis and that's not the strategy that I have taken. But number five, task group number five was this partner outreach that I mentioned before. And this is leveraging the week five on the roadmap from exit strategy. I started reaching out to future allies and possible partners. While in full transparency, I would tell you that this strategy was not terribly effective in the beginning. It did, however, work to get the Cigar Score brand out there. I started off with simple Google searches. I looked for cigar-related podcasts and blogs. I searched for websites of the big names from social media, and I started trying to find contact information for the biggest cigar channels on YouTube. Also, when I reached out to these potential partners, I did not try and sell them anything. What I did offer was the benefit to their readers, listeners, and viewers. Since I knew Cigar Score was going to be of great value to the people looking for a great place to enjoy a cigar, that's how I positioned my email. When we recommend a great resource to someone, that person thanks us not the person who created that resource. And that's what I was offering, a chance for these potential partners to recommend something useful to their audience. But as I said, this strategy did not work for me all that well. Many of the people that I reached out to never responded. One guy who did respond offered to sell me ads on his crappy website. Another person did add a link to his resource page, but... Like 98% of them just ghosted me as the youths today might say. They just never, never responded. I think they thought I was trying to steal their thunder or steal their audience. And that's something that I have come across a lot in this industry is that the established players in the industry think it's a very zero-sum game. If I win, you lose. If you lose, I win. Instead of thinking collaboration, and if you go back into the LREWells.com archives, my message has been collaboration instead of competition. I love competition, but when you're trying to build a business and you're trying to be successful, it's all about collaboration, not competition, and people didn't understand that. Task group, if you will, number six. Now, this is where I've got some images and screenshots and stuff that you might want to check out. So remember, go to lraywells.com slash scratch to profit because the sixth group of tasks that I took was some technical wizardry. I told my wife, I think the other day, that I'm basically like Gandalf. (laughs) She didn't think it was all that funny, but I thought it was uh, quite hilarious. One of the things my company does, what WYSIWYG Media does for all of its clients is search engine optimization or SEO, but you probably already knew that. So we applied our technical wizardry to CigarScore.com as well. So in addition to submitting all of our sitemaps to Google and Bing's webmaster tools, we also dove pretty deep into Google's data highlighter tool, something that I had never done before, but I'd heard about, but never used. And what this means is that we took our listing directory and used the structured data highlighter in Google's tools to tell Google exactly what was on our directory, what was on each one of our websites. And if you remember from a few minutes ago, I told you that I changed the layout and the style and how everything worked on CigarScore.com. That really jacked up my data highlighter tool within Google because the structure of where data was on my pages changed. So that created, it was a learning process, but it created more work for me down the road. But in the end, I think it turned out really well. 
And as I'll tell you about more in our next section, content is king. And we have optimized all of our content on CigarScore.com for SEO as well. So not long after publishing an article that I have linked to at LRAWells.com slash scratch to profit, By the way, it's two paragraphs above the screenshot of my Google search results if you're looking for it. But not long after publishing that article, I started noticing a lot of traffic coming to the site from Google and from Google searches. My post about the top 10 cigars under $10 ranks so high in search that hundreds of people visit CigarScore.com each month to read it. And again, I've got a link to that. But if you want to test it in an incognito window, that's very hard to say. If you want to test my SEO wizardry in an incognito window, you can search for best cigars under $10 or top cigars under $10 and see if the cigar score blog posts shows up number one in your search results. I think it's kind of cool, but it might not work for you because Google tailors everything that we want to each of us. But if my post does show up like it does on my screenshot, it's because of the technical wizardry that I mentioned before. Told you I'm like Gandalf. And as a bonus, most of the links on that page are also affiliate links. So if you like some passive income, there you go. Number seven, task group number seven. Content, content, content. It is all about content. Content marketing is the best and most cost-effective way to start, build, and grow a business. I mentioned this before, but it is so important that it is worth its own section. I would not have any of my businesses without the visibility received through content marketing. I like that sentence, so I'm going to say it again. I would not have any of my businesses without the visibility that I have received, my content has received because of content marketing. As I mentioned in the previous section a few minutes ago, every month, hundreds of people search for and find my article on the best cigars under $10. Then they stick around and they read more articles or watch my videos on YouTube, which are also embedded on every single review on my website. So I upload to YouTube, take the embed code, put it on my website. Because of content marketing, I have built an email list with hundreds of people on it in less than a year. Because of my video content, I have hundreds of subscribers on YouTube. Because of content marketing, CigarScore.com gets thousands of visitors every single month. And it's awesome. It's so cool to be to watch the Google Analytics, this is just a little little side note for you. It is so cool to go into my Google Analytics accounts and see people using the platform to find lounges, not just to read the content, but to like actually use it. It is it is so cool. I don't know why it's not like it, it shouldn't be a surprise. And maybe it undermines my credibility a little bit to tell you that it's surprising and cool, but I'm just gonna be honest. It is so cool to see people using the platform, going through, clicking find near me, using their phones or their computers, geolocation, and finding a place that they can go and and do something. It's just, it's just awesome. But as I mentioned in point number three, before the more people who visit Cigar Score, the more valuable the platform becomes for me, for the listings, and for my growing number of advertisers. And content marketing fuels that 
growth. And regarding that content, on the Cigar Score TV YouTube channel, I post cigar reviews and unboxing videos. I also have plans to do paid video tours of cigar lounges and several other things. And I also repurpose that content for Instagram TV most of the time. And then on the Cigar Score podcast and take those videos and strip out the audio and use them for the Cigar Score podcast. Again, the goal is to get that brand recognition. So I try to be everywhere and everywhere that I try to be, I'm creating content, content, content. All right. Number eight, this is the final task group, but it is definitely not the least of of what we've got going on here. So number eight is email list growth. That has been a priority for me. You know, honestly, again, this probably doesn't help my credibility, but everybody makes mistakes. I didn't have an opt-in for the first couple of weeks. I just... I was so focused on getting the database built up that I didn't have an email capture. And one of my mastermind members was like, dude, uh, you don't have a way for people to get on your email list. Are you crazy? And I was. It must have been a momentary lapse of sanity because that's ridiculous. Starting an email list from scratch sucks. It is terrible. However, I started an email list for Cigar Score subscribers from scratch. I did not leverage my existing list to boost the numbers for my new business. However, I did use a lot of the tools that I list on my resources page here on elleriewells.com slash resources. The foundation for all of my email marketing efforts is ActiveCampaign. I collect emails using forms built with ConvertBox, with WP Forms, and with Thrive Leads. And I have links to all of those things. Several of them are affiliate links. If you'd like to check them out, it doesn't cost you anything extra. But these are the tools that I use and recommend to my clients. And these are under number eight at elleriewells.com slash scratch to profit. But again, I use tools that I've been using for a while. I'm just deploying them on a new platform in a slightly different way. So using ActiveCampaign, I've created a single list for all Cigar Score subscribers. When I segmented that list further into two groups, Cigar Smokers and then Cigar Lounge Owners. And with this method, I can send emails specifically targeting each group without asking my users to claim a business that they don't have. And also with ActiveCampaign, you can, within an email itself, uh, you can send like a whole paragraph to people who have a certain tag or who do not have a certain tag. So I can customize each one of my emails and that's pretty nice uh, as well. Additionally, using my geo-targeting ninja skills, I further tag users based on their state-specific interests. If you visit a listing for a business based in one of my more popular states, you're going to get asked if you want emails about updates for those specific states. I've also grown my Cigar Score email list by opening up a merchandise store. I love this thing because it's print on demand. I don't have to have any sort of inventory and I'm using my own products here. I use Cigar Score all the time to find lounges, but I buy, actually I'm wearing one of those shirts at this very moment. But when someone buys a t-shirt, a sticker, or a hoodie, or another piece of merchandise, they get on my email list. And as a side benefit, all of the items in my store have one of the Cigar Score logos on it, which also helps to spread the word about what we've built. Triple win. Finally, a significant boost to my email list has come in the form of hosting a Cigar Score Awards, a best of award. While an annual award has done great things for my email list, I've always kept in mind, why would a lounge owner care? So if you're not serving your customers, you're going to fail. 
with that disclaimer out there, an award or honor people can vote on is a great way to boost your email list. In the first week, just the first week, I grew my email list 36.78% just by asking people to vote for their favorite cigar lounge, favorite cigar accessory, and favorite cigar-related podcast YouTube channel. I just called it Cigar-Related Show. By adding a simple nomination form, I used uh, WP Forms to do that, connected to Active Campaign via Zapier. I have added subscribers. I've driven tons of traffic to the website, and I've boosted the visibility of the Cigar Score brand immensely. Okay, Ellery, that's all fine and good, but how did you actually make money? <laughs> that's a great question. So here's how I made money. As I mentioned before, the biggest problem faced by small businesses is obscurity, and CigarScore.com was no different. So what I'm going to do is tell you the products that I had to offer and then two additional ways that I made money from the platform and it tell you pretty much exactly what you need to do to have the same results in your business. So the first way that CigarScore.com makes money is through listing upgrades. And I'll tell you what they are and why they're important and why I offer them here in just a second. But obscurity hurts businesses in two areas. It hides the existence of your business and it hides the existence of your products or services. If people don't know your business exists, they can't buy from you. And if they don't know about a particular product, they can't buy it. So to make money with Cigar Score, my customers, and in this case, these are the business owners, they needed to know what I could offer them. So the first option is the free forever listing. It really bugs me when companies offer something for free and they get you hooked and then they start charging you for it. I hate that. Somebody did that to me just in the last couple of weeks. I had a browser extension that helped me with paid advertising and they shut it down and you have to pay for it to use it at all. I hate that. Customers hate that, and in my opinion, it's a bad business practice. So CigarScore.com offers businesses a free forever listing, and in this way, we are very much like Yelp or TripAdvisor and heck, even like Google Maps. Each business gets a free listing because the ultimate end user that we want to serve is the consumer. As a side note, this is another reason that you need to complete the Ideal Avatar Worksheet. And again, it's linked at lraywells.com slash scratch to profit. You can find a link to that. But for each of your products, you need to do this ideal avatar worksheet, not just for your business, which you should do it for that too, but for each and every single one of your products. You need to know who you're ultimately serving every time you create something new because knowing who the user of that product is, who you are serving with that product it's going to tweak and change how you market it and how you actually end up creating that. But each business listing on CigarScore.com gets a free listing with basic information. And the goal with a free listing is to serve the community, not serve the business owner. So for free, each business listing gets the business name, the business address, the business phone number, and a link directly to that business's website if they have one. Plus, our users can always get maps and navigation to each of those businesses for free. As another side note, regardless of the performance of the website or whatever happens with upgrades or my merchandise store or anything else, I know my first priority is to make it easy to find and rate a business quickly. 
easy and fast. If I fail at those two things, I don't deserve to make any money. So the first level of upgrades that I offer, and this is where I made my first sale, but the first level of upgrades is to a preferred listing, and it's $5 a month or $55 a year. And to be honest, the amount of information a user can find on a free forever listing is just okay. There could be more, but that's why we have a paid upgrade. I use the site all the time. I really do. I'm a, I'm a, I was my very first customer. I use the site all the time, but there's one bit of information I'd really like to have in addition to what I can get on a free listing, and that's the business hours of operation, when they're going to be open. Most customers want to know if and when a business is open so they know if they should make the drive over there. As I just realized that it didn't actually take me 45 days to make my first dollar. However, the first sale did not cover the cost of software, and I'll go into more detail about that here in just a second. It was only after my second sale that I broke even with my startup costs for software and hardware and all that stuff, minus my time, those 80 plus hours that I mentioned before. My very first customer for CigarScore.com came on January 15th, 2019 at 9.29 p.m. A lounge owner in California found the website but realized his business was not on there yet. So he created a new listing, he added his business information, and he paid to upgrade to a preferred listing, this first level. So that's pretty exciting. And that's how I made my first dollar. But as I just said, that didn't cover my costs, and we'll go into that here in, in just a second. So a preferred listing, if you're curious, includes everything from a free listing plus a direct link to their email, which I told you before that like 75% of them don't even have an email address that's publicly available. I'm sure they have one, but if somebody wants to email them questions, email is still super valuable, guys. And I mean, people use it all the time. So adding a direct email link plus a preferred listing includes those open now business hours. So when you pull up a listing, you don't have to go searching or you don't even have to call them. You can just know whether they're open right now. Plus links to social media. All of the efforts that these lounge owners have put into their Facebook page or Instagram page, we can now link to that at the preferred listing level. In my opinion, this first level of upgrades makes a lot of sense. In reality, I think it's a no-brainer. The number one thing I need to know when I find a listing is whether or not they're going to be open when I get there. Beyond having an owner claim their listing, the preferred listing is like a tripwire for a cigar score. Normally, a tripwire is a product that costs less than $10, but which provides significant value and serves to convert someone into a customer. To get a positive ROI or return on investment, a lounge owner would only have to sell approximately 1.5 additional cigars per month to justify the cost of the upgrade. If just one additional user visits a lounge they found on CigarScore.com, the upgrade has paid for itself. A preferred listing is my tripwire. This is also, if you're not familiar with that term, a tripwire is also perhaps called a loss leader in the offline world. It would be like an appetizer at a restaurant. It gets people in the door and converts users from subscribers to customers, and I suggest that you have one as well. The next level of upgrade that I offer, and this is where my second sale came from, is the premium listing, and it's $20 a month or $220 for the entire year. As I said, the second level is where my second sale also came from. It just kind of happened that 
they happen this way, but a premium listing includes everything from the preferred listing, which includes everything from the free listing. Plus, it adds the ability to add a custom bio and information about the business. It adds the option to upload some custom photos to show people around the business in the storefront. Plus, it adds uh, the ability for my team to go in and add custom metadata, which is the Google description for that listing. And since we are SEO ninjas, like I've talked about, the premium option adds a ton of value. Plus, photos are a huge bonus for showing off all of the work someone has put into their store. Most lounge owners have less than five people on their team. And of those, the most common answer on my survey is it's just them plus one other person. Generally, a spouse who comes in after their day job or in comes in and works on the weekend. They've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into their business and photos at a huge value to them to be able to show off their work. Plus, consumers can get an idea of what they're getting into. They get to see what the lounge or the humidor might look like, and it gives them it, it raises their comfort level with going to that location. Additionally, my second customer chose to add a discount code exclusively for visitors who came from CigarScore.com. So they find the listing, they see the coupon code, they go into the store and say, hey, I found you on CigarScore, and they get 5 or 10% off of their purchase. The final thing that I offer for paid listings is the elite listing, and it's $504 per year plus a $250 design slash setup fee. This final upgrade option offers everything that I just told you about, plus a single page website for the lounge that also removes any of the third-party ads. So they get their own standalone site plus all of the enhanced and upgraded and additional information on the pages, just like everybody else. In addition, we cover all the costs for hosting the software and everything. And this is truly a turnkey solution for any of our customers who want to outsource their online presence. And I mentioned this to my mastermind group just last week about simplifying processes in their business to just make things easier. And this is one of those things that makes it incredibly easy for a business in an industry that's stuck pre-internet, <laughs> not all of them, definitely not all of them, gives them the option to step into the 21st century and have their own website if they choose to have it for almost nothing. I know $504 a year is perhaps a lot of money, but that's really nothing to have everything that we're offering. But before we move on, do you see how each of these options builds on one another? And do you see how these services all leverage the expertise and the experience that my team and I have developed over the last eight years? When you are building something new, remember, you do not have to start with nothing. You have tools that you can use. If this is your very, 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 very first time to step into the online world, there may be some initial costs, but it's all stuff that you can leverage moving forward. And you have tools you can use and expertise that you can leverage. So those are the three paid options that I have to offer, but I also make money in two more ways. So the first way, first additional way is affiliate marketing. The next way CigarScore.com generates revenue is through affiliate marketing. I recommend all of the software that I use and that I've mentioned today to the business owners on my email list and those recommendations usually, but not always, but usually include an affiliate link as well. I also have affiliate ads on the website itself. Sometimes I recommend products on Amazon in addition to the more cigar-related stuff. Affiliate marketing is an easy way to monetize your website if and only if you do it right 
and you have the audience to support it. Affiliate marketing leverages the power of numbers, the number of eyeballs, and the number of clicks to make you and your affiliate partner money. So it has to look good and it has to be relevant. It took me over 30 days to make my first affiliate sale, and I only earned $18.44 for the entire month with only 19 clicks. However, those numbers have increased each month, and now my affiliate ads get hundreds of clicks each month. All of that said, your success with affiliate marketing requires you to recommend something your audience wants. In my case, that just happens to be discounts on cigars and free shipping. Okay, the final way that I have made money with Cigar Score is through advertisers and sponsors. By offering this, Cigar Score has made money by offering just advertising spots. If a business has created a product that could benefit the users of the website, they can pay to put either a 300 by 250 pixel ad on the sidebar or a 700 by 125 pixel ad below the content on every page. In addition to offering these paid ads, at this moment I've also received hundreds of dollars in free products to try and to talk about on the Cigar Score TV YouTube channel. As with affiliate marketing, generating revenue from advertisers and sponsors requires an audience. It has to have traffic, got to have eyeballs for it to make it worth your time or the advertiser's time. And in this case, more importantly, the advertiser's time. While affiliate partners typically only pay after a sale has been made, advertisers pay before any sales are made. You might be able to get an advertiser once, but to get them to keep advertising, you have to provide results in the form of a positive ROI. And as I told one advertiser, I want you to pay me forever. And he liked that. He agreed. And I mean that, though. I want my advertisers to make so much money that they never want to stop advertising on CigarScore.com. And that's it. That's how I made money with a brand new platform in less than 45 days. I sold an upgraded listing, then I sold another one, then I offered affiliate products, then other businesses started contacting me to promote their products to my growing list of users. Someone literally, the words they used were, I want you to do for my business what you've done for that business. And that's pretty awesome. So let's wrap this up. By the way, if you like this, let me know. Go to ellerywells.com slash scratched profit and leave a comment. Let me know if you, I feel like this is a very dense episode. So let me know if you liked it. Let me know what you think, but let's wrap this all up. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Every time I take the steps that I outlined in exit strategy, I get results every single time. While no plan survives contact with the enemy, I think it was Patton that said that, and no script can withstand the scrutiny of the consumer, having a proven strategy and a a set of time-tested tactics is the key to success. And as I've outlined in today's episode, anybody can take their idea and turn it into a reality if you follow a recipe I've now used and implemented nearly a dozen times for different business models and multiple products in at least as many different industries. So if you want the eight-week exit strategy and you don't want to buy my book, at the very bottom of the post at ellerywellscom slash, yep, you got it, scratch to profit, there is a link to the Exit Strategy Companion Workbook. 
It's free. It's not the full book, but it breaks all of these eight weeks down into bullet points that you can knock out. You don't read the book. You don't get the the course that goes along with the book. You just get a, it's probably like five pages printed, but it's a bullet pointed list, but it's available as a PDF. The Exit Strategy Companion Workbook, again, it's free and I'd love for you to have it. I hope this was a valuable 40 or so minutes in your life, and I want you to know two things. Number one, there's a plan out there that you can follow. Number two, it works, and it's just incredible to be able to take an idea, put it out on paper, or in this case, a digital piece of paper like a website, and see people using the tool as it was created for, and I want you to have that. I want you to be so successful that you make so much money that you can have such an amazing impact on the people in the world around you that you can't imagine your life before. You can't even remember it because you're so successful now. That's what I would love for you. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of The Ellery Wells Show. As I've mentioned more than a dozen times, I'm sure the, the notes are at elleriewells.com slash scratch to profit. If you use these strategies, if you implement this in your business, please let me know. It would warm my heart to know that I have helped you start, build, or grow your business. As always, have an amazing day. Now go do something awesome. Awesome.